This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Another episode of Unchained, Patrick Royce And Patrick, what is uh, top of mind with you on this Monday? Big Poppy getting shot. What the heck is that about? Uh, somebody uh, looking for notoriety? Uh, somebody trying to blackmail him and he wouldn't pay? Or what Did the you heck see is it? going on? The video? Yeah. Well, the guy apparently came up on a, you know, a crotch rocket and came in and shot him in the... the what, what surprises me is if it's an assassination, why they shot him in the back. No, I know. Why didn't they, uh, you know, shoot him in the neck or something? But uh, what a deal that is. Uh, not real good for uh, baseball turning the Dominican Republic into their main island of producing young talent because they had to get out of Venezuela because it was so dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, uh, you know, we're all anxiously awaiting, A, for the news that he's going to be good, even though they're saying he's out of danger. But I don't know. I saw what they did to Miguel Sano's foot over there with a 12-stitch cut. I'm a little nervous. I hope somebody gets him on a plane and flies him to Boston to uh, to uh, get treated here once he's once he is out of some danger. And B, uh, the explanation for this is, you know, the the whole news that we got out of the Dominican on the original Sano thing that he, you know, he pushed a cop and then a day later they were the best of friends and it was fun going on. Yeah. But uh, what you know, Poppy's got a beautiful home in Fort Myers that he built, and he's he's pretty low key down there. He's not you don't see him hanging out at the ballpark with the Red Sox or anything like that. And I I don't know if he just spends some a month in the, on the island every year visiting. And he was at a club. Is that what it was? He was in a club, yeah. And uh, some guy, uh, you know, I don't know if it was a family. It, it said a said an entertainment center. It was uh, I I don't. But but you can't trust any of the stories because the original story said he was shot in his leg yes and then uh turns out he's shot in the liver basically so hopefully he'll be okay i uh i had a uh you know big poppy uh left here and in great bitterness still upset with tom kelly but i remember in uh, it had to be the old four playoffs i guess uh maybe I'm not sure, if, or if it was the 04 World Series. It, it was the old World Series, but uh, we cornered Poppy in the Fenway dugout, in the home dugout at Fenway, and Tom Powers and I were there, and he recognized us. He just went off on the Twins, man. He just went off on the Twins. Then I had a long talk with him his last year. Uh, Dave Dorsey from the Fort Myers paper and I got him together almost an hour eating lunch. I remember this one, yeah. Lunch, and he was great, man. He was so much 
more thoughtful and, uh, you know, mature, so much more mature, uh, you know, obviously at that age, but thoughtful. He still resented the twins. He was, you know, he still was saying, you know, I was a good guy and I don't know why they treated me like that. And I'm a good guy. And, uh, but, but it was a long, uh, wonderful conversation and very thoughtful and, you know, he was still productive, but his legs were, he said his, he couldn't do it. His legs, he couldn't, you know, what he had to go through to play just wasn't worth it. And this was, he was going to get one more season out of those legs. And you know what? When you see Miguel Cabrero right now, when you see Pujols, it's the legs. Yes. It's the legs. It is. When they go, it's hard, man. It's hard work uh, when the legs go. It's got to be constantly painful. Yeah. It look it looks like they are never not in pain. Yeah. And uh anyway, good luck to Poppy, man. That was uh that's probably that probably will rank as the dumbest thing the Minnesota Twins ever did. Yeah. 59 years. You know, I mean, they're, they're you know, no organization lasts 59 years without some wonderfully stupid things. And you know, the, this was the case. we had Calvin for 24 years so the potential for that was enormous mm-hmm. uh but uh you know to uh get rid of him because you didn't want to pay him eight hundred thousand dollars or something and we had matthew leak they had matthew leakroy on the way to be the uh to be the uh uh you know new dh yep oh that yeah was, i remember matthew leakroy yeah. And it was, uh, you know, the player that they that they took Poppy off the roster at the winter meetings so they would have room on the draft for the to draft somebody. And the guy they took was an infielder named Jose Morban. He ended up playing about 30 <laughs> games in Baltimore, 30, 35 games in Baltimore. And I did a column a few years ago comparing the careers of Jose Morban and uh, David Ortiz. But uh, – Good luck to Poppy. That's not good. I have no idea. I'm, I'm waiting. We're wait. We're all waiting for information on why the heck this happened. So, so ultimately, how wrong did uh, your guy TK do, Poppy? Because it does seem like TK takes a lot of the. Well, he takes it from Poppy for that. But, but I don't. I don't think that. I think he was trying to get the best out of him. You know, and you know, I, I always say. Poppy said he didn't want him to pull the ball, which is nonsense. He wanted him to pull the ball on the inner half and but not take these wild swings, these Sano type wild swings on pitches that were off the plate or on the outside corner. Try to pull the ball, pull the ball on the outer half and hit a ground ball the second and hit it in a double play. And I've always said, you know, I I think I might even mention this to Poppy. I said, you know, you did hit a lot of doubles off that wall at Fenway, yeah. And uh, in your career, and he he smiled and he said, "I want to hit those anyway." But uh, anyway, it's yeah, it was a it was a bad relationship there. But it's it, I think it's become more of a, a fable than anything that the Twins didn't want him to pull the ball and hit home runs. They just Kelly Kelly wanted him to get his swing under control, and uh, you know that's. That's certainly uh, what he would be telling Miguel Sano right now for the last five years. You think? (laughs) And, by the way, Miguel, did you see where you hit the ball the other day in Detroit? Yeah. By going, taking the outside pitch 435 feet to center field? So how do you get that consistently, though? That, That becomes the question to me. He's done it before. He can do it when he's disciplined enough to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I I don't want to get too personal about this, but I think Poppy is a smarter fella than Miguel. You know, I think he's a deeper thinker. Mm-hmm. I think Poppy spent a lot more time digesting hitting and becoming a you know the you know learning about hitting and. Miguel's still in the process of learning about hitting, I think. And uh, now, Miguel, I he's still trying to hit every ball 600 feet, but that ball should have taught him, a, you know, before every game he plays at home, they should sh- show him a tape of that and say, see? Yep. See, you don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to pull that ball out, out here to left field. He's better, but... Uh, I you know maybe he'll mature, but by by his age now, twenty six, right? I think he yeah. just turned twenty six. Yes, I think you're right. David was already hitting his home runs, right? Yes. David was already. Yes. David had already figured it out, so he's a he's certainly behind him on the curve. That's for sure. So the poppy move in your mind, the worst in in Minnesota pro sports, top three for sure, right? Uh, what would I? I mean, there've been some. Hey, you got me here now. I can't. Uh, I can't. Uh, well, the, they can't come up with one right. The Herschel, the, the Herschel trade. Herschel in trade. Respect yeah, is probably. You give away one. all those draft picks and don't realize you're giving away draft picks. Yes. Yeah. Or you knew you were, but tried to sell it by not, not revealing that. It was the weirdest trade of all time, and the but they remain. I guess the what's interesting about both those yes Ortiz and Walker is they remain successful. Mm-hmm. It didn't undermine. That, no, it didn't. It you know the Twins let Poppy go, and they won their only playoff series in this century, in two thousand three, uh, with that without Poppy, who could have been in the middle of that team, right? He was gone by then, right? No, I think he was there for oh, that. Was he the first year? Okay, the, he was first, there the year. first year. But then they still were very successful yeah, for they years were. after yeah, that. They years yeah, after that, they, they were. But they and and uh, you know the Vikings had this fantastic defense, and uh, you know were were good in the, with Bernsey in the 80s but uh, you know they but I mean they they were not they were not dogs you know neither teams turned into dogs because of the disaster of the trade now they did create champions in other cities yes they did, <laughs> yes, they did create the Cowboys champions. and Red Sox thank us very much what year was uh, so Ortiz was 03 then yes Ortiz was the year so then the Red after Sox, right and the Red Sox won it the next year for yeah. the first time and you know the funny thing about that year is the first two months, Poppy wasn't playing that much. Well, nobody no wanted form. him immediately, right? Didn't the no, Red Sox no, the Red finally Sox, give him a chance? I think they got him for six fifty or something like that. Yeah. Well, that, that's what people who defend the Twins say. Uh, you know, who defend the Twins say is, well, yeah, nobody else wanted him. And if we go back and wrote, would look at what we wrote, we weren't outraged either, Mm-mm. as we should have been, but. Here's the difference. Sports writers and other teams don't have to be right. You do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's right. That's, yeah. you, you have to be right. We yeah. don't have to be right. It doesn't We're make We're paid to look difference. back. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, you screwed that We're up. We're paid to second-guess our own second-guess, right? Yes, exactly. So, uh, we can laugh about our mistakes because yeah. they don't matter. Yes, you can't do that. Uh, that's interesting. Now, the Vikings, obviously, it would be Herschel trade. It, the Wolves, it would be who they didn't take when they passed on well, Steph. The and, the wolf, but, oh, the Wolves are. The, they're endless. Yeah. The Wolves are endless. I mean. But it's the drafts. And people say you can't, well, you can't go to, you can't cherry pick drafts. But you can, when they had a chance 
to do something that was grievously wrong. You mm-hmm. know, like the con, you know, Steph Curry, because Steph doesn't want to play here. And, you know, I mean, when you draft Johnny Flynn, fifth, right? Yeah. Or sixth, whichever yeah, it was. Yeah. One was five, the other was yeah, six. It doesn't matter at this point. You got to be right. You got to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be wrong that often. Mm-hmm. Derek Williams, you got to be right. You can't be drafted number two overall and getting a guy who's a backup, right? Right. You got to be a starter. You got to be right. And, you know, God love my guy Tibbs when you give Andrew Wiggins $148 million, You got to be right. Yep. So, anyhow, excuse me. That's uh, oh, no worries. Doogie responding to a text there. Okay. All right. The, the great Duke monster. Uh, so. You you previously um, melted down about this on on a video, our first video, Unchained, uh, mm-hmm. which, which you can find, I believe, on Twitter right now and all those good places in which you can find videos. But uh, your guy, Williams Astadio. Williams Astadio. I know that he's uh, been struggling a little bit uh, since he came back from the DL. Hasn't been playing reg- regularly. And I, I suspected this might be coming, but... If you're going to replace him, replace him with somebody helpful. You're in Detroit. You got Oda Rizzi pitching. You got Gibby pitching, right? Do you really need another right-handed reliever? If you want to, you know, if you want to get Ryan Eads up here, then get rid of McGill. You don't have to get rid of... uh, uh, Astadio for 10 days, which is what it is unless somebody gets hurt, when you already have six right-handed relievers. Now you have seven right-handed relievers. Bring up a lefty, Lewis Thorpe or somebody, then I can see it because then Rogers can be your closer if you got another lefty. But uh, they, it's stupid. It was just I, – I think they're I think they're trying to phase him out. I think they're thinking that three catchers is not the way to go. I suspect – that we may not see him for quite some time. Even though I don't know about that. Even though they can't Boy. get him out in the international league. He's no. six for eight. Six for he's eight. A, he's a the, pissed off La Tortuga. But he gets he gets cut on they tell him after the game Friday, you know what kind of guy he is? He's in the lineup in Pawtucket in right field at five thirty PM on Saturday. That's the kind of guy Most he is. Most guys go home, come back here, yes, get their stuff. Pout. Pout. Pout a day or two. Show up in a week. Yeah. You know who else is tearing it up there, which might be an indicator? Jake Cave. Jake Cave lately has just been hotter than hell, too. So, anyway. They don't need 13 pitchers. You don't. Who do you, Why do you care? God love them. But why do you care if you have to slightly overuse Tyler Duffy and Matt McGill and Mike Morin? Why do you, what what I, are we what are we worried about here? I don't know. You know? Well, you, okay, Mike. Hey, Mike, Morin, you pitched two innings yesterday. Do you think would you like to pitch two innings today or go back to Rochester? Which would you prefer? <laughs> I think I'll pitch two today. Thank you very much. And by the way, I'm throwing eighty four, so I'm not gonna <laughs> hurt my arm. You know. So you know, it's hard to. <laughs> I know it's hard to criticize. Uh, what forty three and twenty one? Oh yeah, now? yeah. Forty three and twenty one. The pitching but, thing, though, has I, yeah, I don't get it. I don't either. Mad Not now. Right now is the time to go get Mad Bob. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, I'm, I'm I think 
I'd get bullpen help. I too. think you could get him for Sano. That's my trade. Everyone no. else has told me I'm crazy. No, I'd give him Sano for Matt. So would I. Yep. And uh, and Marvin got, Gonzalez to play third base. You got a bunch of infielders coming up. And you know, I call you got a bunch of infielders on the way. And I, when Mad Bomb got here, I'd say, "Hey, can we give you twenty for next year?" Yep. You know, I would give him. I'd give him up for another year. So no, and I would throw in in something else, and I'd say, "Give me Mad Bum and Will Smith." Their closer. He's he's a free you agent know who as well. Else they'd like to give you. I'm fine with that. They'd love to give you Longoria too. Yeah. Thirty. Have you looked this? It's awful. My uh, my son Chris, Mister Baseball. We were having lunch the other day, and he said, "Have you looked at the Giants?" They're all 32 years old. They got this horrible team, and they're all 32 years old. Brandon Crawford, he's like 32 or 3. I thought I thought he was 28 or something, the shortstop. Mm-hmm. They got all these guys, all these position players who are 32, who nobody wants 32-year-old position. They can't give them away. You can't give these guys away. They are absolutely – but – they did have the problem of winning three World Series in five years, so I, I think you'd probably make that. Yeah, trade, you would take right? that. Yeah, you'd take that. I agree with that. 2010, 2012, 2014. But I right? would say let's start with Sano. I want Mad Bum and Will Smith. Yeah, I'd and I'll worry Smith. about signing him or not signing him. And if I yes. don't sign him, Will Smith is. Un- I didn't even know he was still around, and all of a sudden I'm watching a game one night of six weeks ago, and he's closing for them. Yes, and he's he's only 29. He's only twenty-eight or nine. He, you, there's a guy you could sign for sure. Mm-hmm. You might be able to sign Mad Bum. You know, he's not going to get two hundred million. He's going to get. I think he might like it here. Yeah, yeah. He like the Loki. You can go fishing. You can go kill something. No one's going to bother. You know, you can. You know. You oh, he can get friends September, to go. Yeah, September twenty. People here love to kill something, right? You know, shoot a bow, deer with yeah. a bow and arrow. He's, uh, you know. Call Farb up. Get Farb back here. Go out yeah, right. to the best spots. That farm <laughs> that he and Jared Allen used yeah, to go well, to. Joe's Bull got hunting. the deer stand. Yeah. You know, he'd probably spend the winter here. I think Mad Bum would love it here. I do too. Let's go get home Mad and... Bum. Plus, I love Mad Bum more than ever. Now he's running, chasing the guy around the bases after he hit the home run. Yeah, it was great. Although you had a good point about that. Yes, the quote. The quote from, from Max, Max Muncy. Yeah. Everybody's paying tribute to it. It makes no sense. Yep. He said, if he doesn't want me to look at the ball, then go get it out of the ocean. Well, why would he go get it out of the ocean if he doesn't want you to look at it? I can't understand this. He was trying to come up with something quick. quick and it was funny. But it didn't make quick sense. Quick and uh, spontaneously, but it doesn't make any sense. No. I've, I've had that problem, you know. You've always, a lot of times, you know, on the radio all the time, you know, you finish and then 10 minutes later you say, damn, I should have said this yep. instead of that. It would have been much better if I'd said this. But people love, that. people love the quote. You're right. They'll say, oh, yeah, Max Muncy's well, a funny guy. I said, no, yeah. it makes no sense. No, it makes no sense. The quote makes no sense. But uh, I just love a guy that bu- follows the runner around the bases. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about his? He was funnier after the game than Max Muncy. He says, I you know, every, every, they say they want all these players to be themselves. Why can't I be myself? And he's right he said, about this that. This is me. This is the me. only objection. I'm a red ass Georgian. Yes. The know? only objection about Mad Bomb would be if he threw at Muncie's head the next time yes, up. But right? if he wants to chase him around the bases, yeah, say you that, mother bleeper, <laughs> yeah. I love run. Yeah. And you think that that wouldn't play in October? Yes. We would love that stuff yes. here too. Yeah. So, still my uh, one of my five greatest baseball moments. When he's pitching those last five innings and he never looks at 
Boshi, and Boshi never looks at him. Yep. You know, every other manager would have been over checking on him after every inning. Boshi sat there, hung out at the rail, and never even peeked to let him make eye contact. So he'd say, I don't feel that good. And Bumgartner appreciated that because he wasn't going to go to him. That's for sure. So no, that no. was a great, great moment. Let's get him. I'd give him Sano for him. All right. People I, say, I just, and, and if Sano wants to go hit 40, well, that'd be terrible for Sano, though. Oh, God, yeah, he'd fly he's, out a lot. That ballpark. You know what? I don't those, care. Those hitting the ball to right center that I want him to do, not a good idea yeah. there. You have to go back to pulling. So. But he could play a lot of first base there. He could settle in at oh, that yeah. position. He would be, yes. You'd have to beat out Tyler Austin. Yeah. Tyler's there. How's Tyler doing? Not that well. That's not a good ballpark he's, for him, either. No, it's uh, he plays a little bit, but he doesn't. They see they'd love to get rid of Belt and then play somebody like him, but Belt is you know Belt's thirty, thirty one too. I didn't realize they were all that old. Oh, they're all yeah, they're they're uh, they're, they're they're totally and their farm system because of some of the trades they made and also just because I don't think Sabian's a big developmental guy is terrible too. They don't have young guys to call up and play, so they got to play all these guys that they're. Paying millions and millions of dollars to, and they're terrible. So, anyway, I just and anything that mitigates the usage of Blake Parker is going to make me happy. God bless him; he's a nice enough guy. I heard a great conversation last night on what's Pedro on? What's Pedro MLB, on? MLB Network? Network? Yeah, last night Pedro's. Yeah, on. He, I love Pedro. Yep, and he didn't know Poppy'd been shot yet, so he wasn't talking about that. But. Uh, he was talking about the twins, and he, you know, they were talking about the lineup, and they love the lineup. And and who's the guy with them on Sunday nights? Uh, the I, I'm not sure who it is. And and he says, he says, and they're pitching, they're pitching Oder, you know, he doesn't know how to pronounce Oder, is he? But and he said, uh, uh, that left-hander, that left in the bullpen. He said the bullpen, the left-hander who looks like he's in high school. He said that left-hander, ooh, he's got good stuff. And the guy next to him says, Parker? He says, yeah. You know, he didn't know what his name was. <laughs> yeah. He said, yeah. The other, but the other guy who was supposed to be smart, uh, the other panelist, not yep. the host, said Parker, and they agreed it was Parker. Well, you know, I, I screw up a few names myself, but you can't mistake Parker for Taylor Rogers. So. No. No, anyway. you can't. Anyway, let's get another right-handed reliever, you saps. Come on. What the hell? How can you have, you know, what, what do you have six of them for? Get a lefty. Gabriel, get Twitchy back here, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Twitchy Moya would be uh, better than having six where's, of these guys. Where's Moya now? He's in AAA. But I don't know if he's hurt or I don't know what he's doing. How's Romero doing? Who? Fernando, he's okay. But I, they're auditioning all these guys, I guess. Yeah, big expectations there that... When he lost mm-hmm. his control in the spring, really went to hell. Yeah, he uh, he didn't. I think he was one of those fellas that went back, and now that he was a big leaguer, oh, got a little successful because he's got big. He's he's not Jose Maharas big, but he he gained himself fifteen in the off season. I would and pay him extra to stay in Florida. This is why baseball needs mini camps. Yeah. Football, minicamp, you know, the OTAs and the whole thing. But minicamp was a great idea because you get a look at these guys two months before you see them in spring tra- in, uh, training camp. Mm-hmm. And baseball, I said the 
right after New Year's, you know, we, we make all these guys come home for Twins Fest, and they use that as their physicals and stuff. Too late. Too late. You've given away three, four weeks, right? Yep. You got to see these fellas right after the holidays, and you should basically tell them. Okay, you can't. You can't tell them. But if some guy shows up having gained twenty, you should say, you know, your chances to get a new contract and be on the forty man are going to be a lot better if you stay right here. We'll uh, we'll have your clothes shipped over here from uh, the Dominica or Venezuela. Buy a new wardrobe. Yeah, we're buying new, but we're gonna have you. We got this nice. It'll be thirty six inch jeans. We got this for you. nice dorm here, and we'll yeah. see you every morning at seven. Yeah. Okay. Yes. They should have mini camps anyway. Falvey, I, I ran up by that idea by him from you at the State Fair last year, and he loved it, but he immediately brought up the fact that the uh, CBA won't allow it. But I think it's one of the great ideas, what and in you, the next uh, CBA, I try to get it. What if you pay them all? What if you pay right, them all to yeah. show up? Give you five grand. I would pay guys not to go home. Stay in Florida. Yeah. Stay, stay at our academy. Well, I said the thing with Miguel, and he did some of it on his own, was have him weigh in three times a year. And every time he, every time he hits the weight you want, give him a hundred thousand dollars. Sure, you know it's it's uh, it's worth it. Now he's, I think he's right on the edge right now, don't you? He can play it this way. Yes, whatever he is, he can play it this way. Yes, yeah. I don't think right now his issues at all are, are his physical shape. No, I just think it's what you're talking about with his approach at the plate, mm-hmm. which I don't know if, if it's ever going to change, and that's why I would trade him. Well, his uh, to me. You can tell uh, what his pitch recognition is on how many times he's check swinging. And he hasn't done it as much this year, but when he's check swinging, he doesn't see the ball at all, and then he's terrible. But he still strikes out, what, half the time, 40%. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's. It is interesting how they're using him, though. Like, they gave, excuse me, they gave him two straight days off. Uh, uh, what? Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Yes. Thursday, Friday, yeah. So. Yeah, they're not relying on him as heavily as they are. That's the thing. We talked about this last week. The depth of this team is astounding. Although they just screwed it up by sending the turtle back. This turtle doesn't hide, though. This turtle was in <laughs> Pawtucket the next day. I See, I think Ostadia, and this might sound crazy, is actually important to that clubhouse. Oh, I, do I think they love the guy. I do, because he walks through. He was... You know who he is? He's uh, Eddie Ed, Eduardo Escobar. Now, that didn't do any good, you know, because the teams he was with. But he's the same. You know, Eddie was the guy that everybody gave a hard time to. Mm-hmm. And when he was not playing especially, but, you know, even even later, and he would react like he was extremely offended, even though he wasn't. And that's the way Astadio, I I've seen him walk through the clubhouse a few times when somebody says something, he turns around like he's ready to fight, and then he wanders on. And he he's got he a just, great angry look, a, though. It's a great is, look. The clubhouse is probably more important in baseball than any sport because it's 162 games plus six weeks in spring training. It's 32 weeks if you don't make the playoffs, right? And some usually guys show up early, 33 weeks. You're together for 33 weeks. You can't hate each other unless you got so much talent that it doesn't make any difference like the Yankees back in the day and the Red Sox. And so, yeah, I think he's – plus he's, you know, they. I, I heard Bremer say this, and he's right. 
They got two guys who can play pretty much anywhere, Adrianza and Gonzalez, but they had three before that. So, and that's a, that's a good, in, in these days of short rosters, uh, uh, it's uh, it's a good thing. But he'll be good next year when they go to the 26-man. Somebody will have him. Are they going to 26-man next year? Yeah. Okay. They are. And you can only have 13 pitchers. Did, did you just say that you had the uh, sound up on a Twins telecast? Yeah, I was across the room. I did. I, I turned it up. This I, is I, a I rare voice. I don't really always have it off. It's just if something's good. <laughs> just if I, they run into a conversation that annoys me, then I turn it down. Just turn it down at that point. Okay, I thought down. you always had it off. Let's talk about your blues, man. How oh, about yeah. ads in the Saint on the oh, ads on the Post Dispatch uh, website uh, congratulating him? So is that a newspaper screw up? Did the newspaper accidentally release those on the I, website early? Somebody's going to be fired for this. Yeah, I would think, and somebody's not going to pay. Oh yeah, somebody's no, which is why someone's going to be fired. Yes. They're not going to pay, that's for sure. That was a uh, that was an impressive, I thought, no-show last night by the Blues. And well, now you're well. They get the stupid penalty right off the bat. Yes. You know, yes. Which was two. Yeah. Which of course was a a product also of. Did you see the the no call in game five? Yes. When the guy slew footed, and we yeah. got no call on that. Yeah. One. But they charged him. But the charging came first, right? The the charging on the boards, boarding yes. penalty. Came oh yeah. First. I didn't see but the second penalty. Back. I turned it back, and it was five on three. So it was a slew foot thing. The uh, second in one. game five. No, no, the, no, the one that they didn't well, call. What was the second penalty that put them uh, on a five-on-three? Puck uh, flipped up over the oh, glass, that so, rule from your own zone, that if it goes oh, out okay, of play, so I Okay, so they had no it. choice. They had, they to, had to give that one. Otherwise, they kind of could have Oh, you could have, <laughs> yeah, you could have speared him and slashed him. And, but did you – the NHL used to be the sport that everyone talked about. I mean, you've always had home court advantage in basketball. But – it was a sport everybody talked about home ice. And for 15 years, it means nothing. Yep. In fact, a lot of ways, if you're in a series like this, you're game six, you're like, you're more nervous than they are because you know if you lose it, now yes. you got it. Now they're full of confidence and you got to go to their place. And it's it's a, it's amazing how tense. Home teams are rather than the other way around. It used to be, oh, I mean, well, you, you used to just worry of, oh God, we got to go to Chicago Stadium. This is terrible. Now it's now the home ice is meaningless in the playoffs, especially late in the playoffs. I was going to say game game six if you game need six, to win it to game win seven. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Boston comes out and doesn't care. No, like but they're much they, more relaxed. They stunk at home. Yeah, game five. So, but I tell you what, you. You're playing hockey on June 10th or 11th after that draw. I mean, that these guys, we're, we're going to end up with three overtimes here pretty soon in Game 7, and Game 7 will be three overtimes, and these guys won't be able to move. Boy, that Marshawn's an idiot, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He runs a... over and throws the knee into the guy and gets that penalty and gives him a chance to get back in the game. Yeah. Oh, he's a uh, complete punk. Yeah. There's no reach. Skate by him. You're he, ahead. Two to nothing. He was made for circa 1982. Oh, he's. Because you could get away with a lot of that crap back then. Oh, oh Now yeah, you stand yeah. out. But doesn't he? He looks like <clears throat> he looks like a weasel, too. Ken doesn't Linsman. he have the old. Uh, he could, looks like Kenny Linsman. 
he could be sitting on a bench and slap shot swearing. Yes, and he would fit in. But he could be. He should be cast. He in looks that like movie. a rat. He looks yeah, like he a does. human rat. Yes, his he, facial and he features plays like look a human like a rat. rat, and he is a rat. Where is he from? Marsha, I somewhere in Canada. I don't know where. Okay, so but oh, he's a he's a good player Saskatoon too. Saskatoon or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a good player. He's a hell of a player, but he is a complete. <laughs> yeah. Well, my uh, grandson Luke, the eight-year-old, uh, still winless, by the way, at the X. At the X, he can't win at the X, but his uh, maternal grandfather started this big pool of family members. I wasn't in on, but on the playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and most of them picked the Lightning. He not only picked the Bruins, he already has it wrapped up. He wrapped it, no matter if the Bruins win or not. The kid got like Seven out of the eight first rounders, right? Why everybody else? The really? kids. Uh, he's an eight-year-old hockey maven, man. He's a just can't get his genius. own team to win when he goes. <laughs> no, to watch but when them. he goes to watch the Wild, he's. Uh, What's the pool? Uh, I think he's going to win twenty bucks. He says. Well, that's nice. And he's a kid too. That's uh, he's a young miser. You know, he's got it. <laughs> we got him a little lockbox, and he knows at all times how much money he has in his possession. You know, he just had. First communion, so that was worth some bucks, you know. So, oh yeah, he's probably up there over four hundred now, and he had to get a lockbox because his dad used to dip in there for a ten. Oh, I thought sis might be trying to go <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. trust my sister no, if I was young he's, Luke. He got himself a lock lockbox <laughs> anyway, but he's a hockey expert. But uh, once again, the uh, do we know how are people watching the Bruins and the Blues? Do we know how the ratings are? I haven't seen them of, of late. I think it's doing okay, but mm-hmm. but it goes to you know. You're right. Hockey and basketball both go entirely too long. By the way, you know Toronto's going to lose tonight. This is we're we're taping this podcast about noon on Monday. Toronto's going to lose tonight. You know that, don't you? I had even given it a thought. In the basketball, yeah, they're going to lose because they got this is it. They got the same pucker factor, you know. Now is oh god, if we lose, then we got to go home, and Durant might be playing, and then we got to come back, and then we got to beat him in a game. So seven. you think Gold State comes back and wins this yep. thing? Yep. 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 And then Kawhi leaves as quick as Kawhi oh, can. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I love these restaurants. We'll give you a free meal. Kawhi don't care if you give him a free meal. <laughs> no, he can afford it. He can afford it, but boy, is he a good player. But I'm wondering, is Durant, does he want to make this glorious comeback? I mean, it, it's it's almost what Kawhi did to San Antonio last year by refusing to play. It sounds like, you know, what is it? It's a quad does durant want them to struggle without him because the immediate because they didn't immediately and now he wants to show how much he's neat he's such a weird guy oh he is so strange yeah he and choir both weird in different you ways get the, the idea of him and uh Kyrie going to the oh. same team you're gonna have two of the goofiest son of a guns that ever lived right i, yep. I love these rumors that uh that the timberwolves are gonna get the guy from uh, the nets right oh d'angelo russell what are they going to do? They don't have a... Have somebody murdered and collect the insurance count money? What are they going to do? Is that how you're going to get... What are you going to do? Have somebody kidnapped? <laughs> if a guy gets kidnapped, you can't... Uh, you know, if somebody... Who's going to who's going to commit the Jeff kidnapping Teague, for them? If Jeff Teague disappears from the face of the earth, then you can do it? What the hell? Know. I'm not suggesting that this... <laughs> you're not, you're but not, what are you going to do? You're not throwing out some untowardly no, idea. No, I'm just... What are you... I don't uh, know. I'm not saying that that's a good idea. They have idea, no capital. You know? Well, and none. Are you and gonna? You're not gonna trade Wiggins. You can't. You can't trade Wiggins and Jeff Jeff Teague. 
I love the stories. Jeff Teague has a, decided to pick up his option. Oh, boy, that's a shocker. That was a shocker that he decided to take his 19 mil Thank instead you. of go out and hit the free agent market where he could make 1.3 as a, as a noble veteran. That was, boy, sometimes we make stories out of nothing, nothing. So, anyway. It's half the fun of sports, Pat. Oh, it is. It is. What fun would yeah. sports be if, if we if we stuck day, to yeah. the 1966 credo of, we'll report it when it happens. Yes, we'll report it. Life became news. a lot more fun when we started to make things up. I was in uh, Dallas Friday for the memorial celebration more than a, a service, for uh, although there was a little religion involved for Jerry Fraley. It was at the ballpark. And Frails was old school, man. He uh, he didn't like, you know, part-time columnists who were on the radio. You know, I mean, he was, I mean, I was a dear friend of his. But, uh, but his was, you know, if you're a writer, you're a writer. You're a reporter. And hated the opposition. If you were, yes. if you were at the other paper and down there, you know, one reason being he was there for the, Newspaper war of the Times Herald and the Morning News, which is probably one of the last great newspaper wars in the, in uh, in America, and the, the Morning News ended up buying them out. But they, you know, they'd hire Bayless, and then the other one hired Sherrod, and uh, they, they, I mean, it was it was blood, because back then circulation was what mattered, right? Right. And uh, Jerry was in at the start of that, but uh, but it is, uh, as you say, the. Uh, he believed in the news, mm-hmm. not not reckless speculation. He would have been good on the reckless speculation <laughs> segment, but he he had the great instinct for sensing by observation that something's going on. You know, he'd know that. That's by the way. That's know, what I miss the most. He'd know that something was going on. I miss those guys the most. Yeah, and for instance, uh, T. R. Sullivan, who uh, worked in Fort Worth, and then. Uh, now MLB.com and a really good reporter. And Jerry did not speak for 25 years. Uh, Jerry did not speak to him, and and so he did not in return until Jerry was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, T.R. T.R. Sullivan came over and said uh, said something, and they talked for a few minutes, and then T.R. had a health thing last year, and they talked then. But that was the only two times they talked in 25 years because that was his approach you were the you were the other paper you were the enemy but mm-hmm. that was uh uh but he was he told the story about they bring kind Seiko into pitch you know the rangers comically bring him into pitch and everybody's doing these laughing stories about Canseco pitches and he notices Jerry notices that there was something wrong with him that he did something to his shoulder but he was you know that while everybody else was laughing about it, anyway, the next day, and I think they're playing the Red Sox, and and he could not get anybody with the Rangers to confirm this, but he got observations from the Red Sox that yes, some he did something to himself, and and he, you know, this is in the days before the internet, so you didn't have immediate scoops. You had to sit on that baby all day and have the guy, the other, have the opposition embarrass themselves the next morning, right? Yep. By not having it. Yep. And and T.R. told me, he said, I had a nice story about the Rangers baseball, big game, and he had a thoroughly reported Canseco's hurt from pitching and that the right Rangers screwed up again. So, uh, you know, that's uh, 
Yeah, the reckless speculation wouldn't speculation wouldn't work with uh, Jerry. There was no worse feeling than picking up the opposition if you were on a beat back mm-hmm. when it mattered. Oh yeah, and holding your breath as you flip to the sports page. Mm-hmm. If you were a beat writer, there was no that was the moment of truth basically. Yeah, and we, you know, in St. Paul, my first years there, and when Sid had the whole town locked up, he had a guy at you know, I mean Howard Fox with the Twins and. Finks and Bernsey and and Bud. I mean, they were friendly with everybody, but he had them, and he had the Gill at the university. I mean, he had it. He had it sewed up, man. And that was probably the greatest decision that any St. Paul sports editor ever did. Was uh, Lowell Schrader turned Charlie Walters into a scoop monster? You know, just said, "Go out and get news. Get news that Sid would like to have." And, yep. Well, it was, I would never say that he beat Sid. He certainly made him nervous. Mm-hmm. I was in the office one day when Charlie had something that on the Timberwolves that Sid wanted, and he got Bob Stein on the phone and basically threatened him. You know, I don't know. Basically, I mean, he would just raise holy hell. That was old time. That was, you know, ninety ninety one before the internet started. Yep. Because, you know, now if there's a scoop. You don't have time to react to it. It's on Twitter at four minutes after it happened. And ESPN's so, probably going to get it, or a yeah, national pundit's probably yeah, going to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The old the old days of the local local newspaper popping stuff on sports is uh, is rare if it's a big story. You know, right. I mean, if, if yeah, it's, something that, if it's yeah. something that people care about, you know. But it's, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was something. I, I've told you before, the my Ralphie Reeve story that, Ralphie knows Finks has quit and because he got it from Bernie Ritter, who owns 30% of the team, which is a pretty good source. Yeah. And Ralphie, and I'm running the desk that night, and Ralphie's going to call Finks. And I said, don't call him. Just write it. We can get Finks' reaction tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just write it. Mm-hmm. He says, well, I want to get his conference. I said, you got it from Bernie Ritter. <laughs> he owns 30% of the paper, and he's Finks' guy. Yep. So... Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good call story. Him. I said, don't call him. He called him. Finks called Sid, and Sid had it the next morning too. So that was the lesson of back then. Don't uh, don't trust anybody in this town because they'll give it to Sid. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yes. Do so, we do we have a positive uh, Patrick? I, I think we've gotten the Unchained rant on Ostadio, but yes, yes. Do you have a positive Pat for this week? What is my positive Pat for this week? Ah. Uh, I'll give you one, an obscure one. Michigan's going to the College World Series. The Big Ten got a team in the College World Series. It happens about every eight years now. First time since Indiana, right? Yeah. Indiana Indiana went a few years ago, but then it had been a bunch of years since then. Last time the Wolverines were there, 84. Last time the Big Ten won, 66. Ohio State, two years after the Gophers won their third. Barry Larkin? Was Barry Larkin there at the time, or was he with the Reds? But I forget the 84, years. Michigan, yeah, he might have been there. He might have been there. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, Michigan last time, so that's good. And uh, uh, I guess uh, that's a northern a, team that's can a do it. A northern team can do it if they get really, really uh, lucky. And uh, on a negative note on that, those college baseball games take longer than major league baseball games. They're unbelievable. Yes, they do. Unlimited conferences and too much cheering. Too much College baseball cheering. Too? Oh, yeah. So not just softball? Not quite as bad as softball, but too much cheering. Yes, watch the ball game. Sit down and watch the ball game. 
That's what we say, Henry. That's our motto. Sit down, shut the bleep up, and watch the ball game. Right? How about the little kids in the right field now at Target Field who are playing their little games during the... Mm-hmm. That's okay, I guess. I don't know. My kids used to play at uh, Met Stadium after the game on Saturday afternoons while I was writing and damn near killed themselves. One of them split his head wide open, uh, running running into a beam, so it's well, less there was, dangerous. There was nothing made for children at the mat, <laughs> No, as I seem to recall. No. I was going to give Jonathan a hard time about his soccer team, but we don't have time. We'll have to do that next week. Spacing, Jonathan. Get some spacing. We don't want eight guys standing two feet apart kicking the ball like second graders. <laughs> I, I agree. Okay, good. I totally agree. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect, soccer. perfect transition because Adrian Yee's show comes up after this on the radio. All right, good. All right, All right we're done. Tell Adrian we want spacing. <laughs>